Welcome everyone to the Unexpected Cosmology, where truth seekers dedicated to following and serving Yah abound. Join us on our Hebrew 101 class, where we delve into the most ancient and sacred of all languages, as we journey to deepen our understanding of His message and His words. Today is March 19, 2022, and we are now recording lesson number two. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Avinu Shabashamayim, blessed be your name. We thank you for all of the amazing things that you have done and are doing for us today and every day. We are blessed to be able to gather together and learn to read and understand your words. We lay, down, we lay down our hearts, minds, and lives before you. We ask that you move among us and help us to feel safe to think, ask for help, and to question. As we begin today's Hebrew study, please guide our thoughts and minds so that we may crawl closer to you. May our Hebrew study and every part of our lives will glorify your name. We pray in your name, Yehovah, and your son, Yeshua HaMashiach, name. Amen. So welcome everyone. Um, I would like to do a quick uh, recap of lesson one. So last week we learned that Hebrew is written from right to left. The alphabet consists of 22 letters, of which all are consonants. Two letters also function as vowels, vav and yud. Um, vowels called nikud are dots and dashes added above, inside, and below the consonants. The sound for each letter remains consistent, unlike English, where one has to memorize many variations. Hebrew is a block-style language, therefore it really does not have capital or lowercase letters. In biblical times, language was acknowledged to be the gift of Yah, and words were seen not as spellings of sounds, but as operations of the interacting principles reflected in creation itself. It is for this reason that the Paleo-Hebrew alphabet is known as the letters of creation. Hebrew has different eras, ancient, classical, and modern. Each of these eras have their nuances on the language. We also learned five Nikud sounds and two letters. So the sounds are A, E, U, O, E. And then we learned the first letter, Aleph and the second letter, bet, which can also be vet. Um, it looks like I messed up a little bit on this slide last week, so I, am a, I corrected it and I included it again in this presentation, and where I messed up is here. I think I confused all of you when I said that it's A, so the two dots mostly are E, the sound E, but whenever there is a Yud, that little tiny letter, whenever there is a Yud right after that sound, 
then it becomes A. Okay, so I'm, I reissued the flashcard and I will give it to you at the end of the lesson today. Wanted to show you examples of Hebrew scripts. Uh, so uh, we talked about Paleo Hebrew, and this is actually how it looks like. It's very picturesque, as you can see. And on the right side, I uh, included some ancient finds uh, from, uh, I don't know if it's directly from the land of Israel or um, the you know the land around Israel, but somewhere in the Mesopotamian uh, Middle Eastern area, those um, uh, those two papyri were found, and you can see um, the Paleo Hebrew written on them. Um, and um, I also wanted to show you an example of scripts. Um, so in you know, basically for hundreds of years, if not longer, uh, we have been uh, writing the Torah, the entire five books on a scroll. Uh, it, the scroll comes from, uh, th there are many, many rules around what is a kosher scroll, but um, this is what you see in every synagogue. Um, the scroll is usually folded um, um, all the way into uh, toward the middle, and then there is a, 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 a like a clothing, a velvet clothing that covers it, and then it's uh, hidden behind a parochet or a veil. Um, and um, on Sabbath, um, we actually take it out from behind the veil and from. Uh, the velvet sleeve, and then um, we read the, the parasha. Um, and you can see also there is like um, a pointer that uh, the cantor will use when he's um, reading from the Torah. So that's how a Torah scroll looks like. And this is a close-up of the Hebrew script in the Torah scroll. So you can see that we don't use Nikud. There is no Nikud in the Torah scroll. Uh, the rabbis and cantors that read from the scroll, they, they, they just know what they are reading. They don't need any code. And I wanted you to see how embellished the letters are. Okay, I think you can see what I'm talking about. They are a little bit more beautified. Um, then the next one that I'm showing you is literally, this is how, you know, when you buy a Hebrew Bible, this is how it looks. This, usually the letters will look like this, full of Nikud, and then all kind of um, uh, signs that t tell us that, that function as commas, okay? Um and then the last thing I wanted to show you is this is a scribe. This is a modern day scribe. And I, I wanted you, I wanted to show him to you in action so you can see his writing, see how beautiful it is, uh, what he is writing. And it's literally like painting every letter. And he cannot make a mistake. He cannot. One mistake and everything goes um, to burial, basically. They bury the scroll. So 
And those for this is for those of you that were interested in um, seeing the actual script. So today we are going to learn four new letters, um, Gimel, Dalet, Hey, and Vav. So I really hope that you practiced your Aleph bet um, last week because today we are going to build up and we are going to start reading words that are using uh, the first six words of uh, the, the Hebrew Aleph bet. So let's continue with Gimel. This is Gimel. Um, so the Gimel is the third letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Uh, the pronunciation is similar to the letter G, as in gap in English. Um, I included uh, different um, uh, forms of the letter Gimel. Uh, the serif one is actually the more like the biblical, a little bit nicer uh, writing, and then the sans serif is more modern um, a way of um, writing the Gimel. And then you can see the cursive Hebrew. Uh, it really doesn't look the same, but that's Gimel in cursive Hebrew. Okay, so a few tidbits about Gimel. This letter is actually the source of the Greek letter Gamma, as you can see by the similarities in the two letters' names. While Gimel is generally pronounced like the G in Gap, in modern Hebrew, it is sometimes pronounced as J when an apostrophe is attached to it. While the name of the letter remains a mystery, some have speculated that it comes from the word Gamal, meaning camel. The English word camel is actually derived from Gamal because some say the letter looks like a camel. The shape of the gimel also remind us, uh, also remind us something else. It looks like a man in motion. A nice lesson from the Jewish teachings actually pertains to this aspect of the gimel. In Hebrew, the word gomel, which begins with and sounds like the letter gimel, means a benefactor or someone who gives to others. The letter after Gimel in the Hebrew alphabet is the letter Dalet, which is, which is the first letter of the word Dal, meaning weak or, uh, um, or poor. According to this teaching, the Gimel, the benefactor, is walking towards the Dalet, who is weak and poor. Uh, from this, we can learn that if we have something to give, we should always be quickly going toward those who are in need in order to help them. The numerical value assigned to Gimel is three. In mystical teachings, three represents stability and is significant in a number of ways in biblical teachings. There are three patriarchs, for example, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Another well-known ancient Jewish teaching says that the word stands on three things, Torah, work, and acts of loving kindness. So um, now I would like um, some volunteers to help me pronounce Gimel with the different um, uh, Nikud signs. 
So can anyone help me pronounce the first one? Ga. Yes. Perfect. Next. Ke. Yes. Next one. Ku. Yes. Next. Go. Wow. Everyone practice. Awesome. And the last one. Ki. Yes. Ki. Great. Okay. So now we are going to practice a little bit more. So just feel free to jump in. So let's start. Ki. Ooh. Yeah. Gah. Gah. Go. Go. Okay. Yeah. Go again, yeah. Yeah. Goo. Say it again. Goo. Goo. Yes. Goo. Okay. Ga. Ga. Okay. Ki. Ki. Go. I think that one's go also. Go. Go. Oh, smooth. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Ka? Yes. Ka again. Okay. Okay. E. Go. Ka? Ka. Go. Go. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, let's continue with Dalit. So, um, the Dalit is the fourth letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and it, the pronunciation is similar to the letter D in English. Um, again, if you look at the serif, um, you can see how Dalit would show in a, a biblical type book. Um, the sans serif is more modern way of um, typing Dalit. And then the cursive, again, looks different. Um, that's why we are not learning cursive yet. <laughs> okay, so a few tidbits. The letter Dalet is actually the source of the, of the Greek letter Delta, as you can see by the similarities in the two letters' names. The English letter D is derived from Dalet as well. While the specific reason for the letter being named Dalet is not known, many believe it is because one of the letter's predecessors um, in even more ancient languages than the Hebrew language, looked like a door. In the Hebrew language, the word for door is actually delet, 
while Dalet is now almost universally pronounced like a normal English D. In the past, it was not always this way. If you look at some Hebrew texts that have pronunciation markings, you may notice that the Dalet sometimes appears with a dat, which we call the Gesh, in the middle. Well, we now usually just ignore this dat, and that's what you will do. You will be ignoring it. Historically, it changed the pronunciation of the letter from a D to more of a TH sound. This is the case with some other letters, and while it is not that practically useful for those learning the modern Hebrew language, it is still interesting to know. I just want you to know that Modern Hebrew does not have the sound TH, and in fact, most Israelis have a hard time pronouncing TH, and many times when you listen to them, uh, it will sound like their the, 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 TH sounds more like Z rather than the. Um, as was mentioned in the article about the letter Gimel, the Dalet is associated with the word Dal, meaning weak or needy. In a more spiritual sense, this represents lowliness and perhaps a sense of humility as well. If we connect this aspect of the letter to the origin letter's name, however, we come out with an optimistic attitude. Despite Dalet being lowly, it is also a door, which can represent an opportunity for a transition from one thing to something which is hopefully better. So now we are going to pronounce Dalet. And again, um, um, please um, feel free to um, jump in and pronounce uh, the letter based on the Nikud. So the first one. Da. Yes. Da. Yes. Do. Yes. Do. 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 Yes. <laughs> D. E. Yes. Okay, that's like how you would write uh, how you would write the letter D, the English letter D in Hebrew. Okay, so now um, again, jump in as I'm showing the letters. D. Do. 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 Da. 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 Day. 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 Do. 
So um, remember that when uh, when you have uh, the dot above, up above, that's like over the rainbow. So that would be O. Uh, when it's in the middle, it's U. D. So the little one, little only that, that's E. J. Good. Excellent. Good job. I was waiting on someone to break out in the, in the sound of music. <laughs> okay so now it's going to get a little bit more complicated because now we are going to practice the first four letters and we are going to actually read hebrew words okay so uh, i'm going to start and i will um I, I will i will say the first two and then i will let you continue so so basically, when I look at the first one, I see Aleph, then Bet, then Aleph. Uh, the last Aleph doesn't have any Nikud, so it means it's silent, okay? Um, and then I see the Nikud for A and A. So it's going to be, and then in the middle of the Bet, I'm seeing a Dagesh, that little thing that makes the Bet B rather than V. So when I read it, it's A, Ba. Abba, and that's father. This is what Yeshua called Yah uh, from the cross, Abba. Um, the next letter um, has, the next word, I'm sorry, has only two letters, again, B and Aleph. The Aleph doesn't have any Nikud, so it's silent. Uh, and the bet has a dagesh, which makes it B, um, and then a, a cholam, which makes the sound O. So when I read it, it would be Bo, okay, which is like a command, Bo, like come, come here, okay? So let's continue. I would like a volunteer to try to read this word. Anyone? Avo? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Avo? Yes. Yes. Avo. Yeah. I will come. Avo. So just notice how we take the same letters and how many different words we can come up with. Okay. Um, okay. Next. Dove. Yes, dove. So notice that we are ignoring the the gesh in the middle of the dalet. Remember when I said ignore it when you say it because dalet always sounds like d uh, right now in in modern Hebrew. So it would be dove, bear, 
that's bear. Next. Av. Yes, av. Next. Dog. Yes, that's fish, dog. Next. So let's read it together. So the first letter is B with the, the gash, so it sounds like B. Uh, bet with the gash sounds like B. And with the three dots, it's A. So it's B. Okay, so this is B. And this one is G. And this one is D. So Beged. Beged. Can everyone say it? <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yes. Okay, clothing. Okay, next. God. God, yes. God. Next. Bad. Bad, yes. That's a fabric. Next. Yes, yeah, da ag, da ag. So just break it in your mind, just keep breaking it into the letters and the sound. Up to now, you did really well with one letter, and now you have to start connecting them. Okay, next. Ed. Not. Um, it's it's just a not a but a ed and the last one bagad bagad okay so notice that they have um, the fourth letter on the right. A column is Beged and the last um, the, I'm sorry the fourth word on the right column is Beged and the last word on the left column is Bagad it's exactly the same letters we just changed Nikud and the meaning is completely different Beged is clothing Bagad is betrayed completely different no connection the only thing that made a difference was then it could and of course once you learn more and more vocabulary you will be able to tell by the context when you're reading a sentence whether it's baggage or bagad any questions on on this slide before I move on okay Okay, so now we are going to do two more letters, hey and vav. So let's look at hey. The hey is the fifth letter of the Hebrew alphabet. It not only possesses many practical uses in the Hebrew language, but it has but it also has great power associated with it 
in the spiritual realm. Pronunciation is similar to the letter H as in home in English. Again, the serif letter is the more like the biblical uh, letter uh, script and then the sans serif is more like the modern. And then the cursive Hebrew this time looks pretty close to the, um, to the block uh, print. Okay, so a few tidbits about hey. Um, through the ancient Phoenician language, the letter He actually became the modern letter E in the English and Latin alphabets. The original meaning of the letter He is shrouded in mystery, as it has been interpreted as everything from thread to fence to window in ancient Semitic languages. Nonetheless, it has an extremely interesting story in terms of both its practical usage in the Hebrew language and its deeper numerical and spiritual meanings. So the letter He can be also used for a variety of purposes. Most commonly, the letter means the. So it, the letter He on its own has a meaning. And when you attach it to the beginning of a word, it means the. Thus, for example, yelled simply means boy. But when we place a hey in front of the noun, we get ha yelled, which means the boy. The hey can also change the meaning of a sentence into a question when attached to the beginning of certain words. For example, yadata means you knew, but when we place a hey in front, we get hayadata, meaning did you know? At the end of a word, hey often indicates that the word is feminine, although not always. It can also indicate movement towards something such uh, that tsafon, okay? So tsafon means north, while we get tsafona when we had by adding hey to the end of the word and we subtly change its meaning to towards the north okay so we can get uh, quite a few meanings just by attaching hey to the beginning or the end of a word spiritually the letter hey has many different aspects it has a numerical value of five the letter He is also often used instead of writing out Yehovah. And in that case, it's accompanied by an apostrophe and pronounced Hashem, the name. So uh, just FYI that uh, Jewish people never pronounce Yehovah. Instead, they always say Hashem and um, they write just the letter He with apostrophe. And I must admit, I have so such hard time deprogramming myself. Still, sometimes when I read scripture, I keep saying Hashem. Like my brain is completely on an automatic pilot. Whenever I see the four letters, I immediately say Hashem. Okay, so now let's uh, um, learn to pronounce Hey uh, with Nikud. Again, I need volunteers. So how do we pronounce the first one? Ha. Uh -huh. 
Yes. Next. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Next. Yes. Next. Oh. 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 Like ho ho ho. Oh. Okay. Um. And last. He he he. He. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So now we are going to practice just the letter A with Nikud and. Please feel free to jump and start uh, pronouncing it. Hey. So it's hey. 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 Huh? Huh? Hey. Who? I think no like the that uh, uh -huh. <laughs> Oh, that was wrong. <laughs> no, you said who. That was right. Okay, this one. Hey. Yes. He. He. Ho. Ho. So just remember, it sounds like edge, so it needs to, to sound like who rather than who. So it's who. Okay. Next. Ah. Uh. Ah. Uh. Yes. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Hey. 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 hey, hey, he, 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 Yes. Okay, the letter Vav is the last letter that we are learning today. Um, the Vav is the sixth letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Uh, pronunciation similar to the letter V in English. It may function as the vowel O or U, as you already saw before, as we were pronouncing it uh, with other letters. Um, also, it may have its own meaning. Um, again, I show you the different scripts and um, notice the difference between the serif, which is the biblical script, and the sans serif. Um, the vav is just, it, it looks more like I. Um, and then the cursive Hebrew, very easy, looks the same. A few tidbits. Through the ancient Phoenician language, the letter Vav actually became the modern letter F used in the English and Latin alphabets. 
Unlike many other letters in the Hebrew alphabet, the original meaning of the letter Vav actually seems quite obvious and straightforward. The word Vav means hook, spear, or tent peg in Hebrew. Therefore, the name and shape of the letter are directly connected to this meaning. Most scholars agree that the ancient pronunciation of the letter was more like a W, like wow, okay, like who, and less like the V that it currently has in the modern Hebrew language. This assertion has a lot of support if we simply look around at modern use in other Semitic languages. In Arabic, for example, only the W sound exists and the V sound does not exist. Among certain Jewish pronunciation, the original still holds true as Yemenite Jews to this day pronounce the Vav as a W in specific cases. So um, based on what I just said, you can see um, you, you can see a justification to why uh, some of you pronounce um, the, the four-letter name of Ya with the sound Wa, like W rather than V, okay? In my case, I'm just used to um, the pronunciation uh, as I was raised upon. Um, it has the numerical value of six, representing mankind, since humanity was created on the sixth day. When Hebrew is written with Nikud, a vav without any markings is pronounced like the V in very, like in very. A vav with a dot in the middle is pronounced U, as in full, and a vav with a dot on top is pronounced o, as in go. Vav is one of a handful of Hebrew letters that has its own meaning when attached to other words, like hey and bet. Okay, so attached to the beginning of the word, the vav means end. So, for example, um, a, if we take the example that we had with the boy, Yeled, and we put hey in front of it, hi, Yeled, it made it the boy. Then if we put ve, ha, Yeled, it will be and the boy. And all along, it's just, it looks like one word, but in English, it's three words, okay? Um, attached to the end of the word, the vav means his. Okay, so now we are going to, um, I, 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 I hardly have any code for Vav because uh, Vav hardly gets uh, punctuated. Um, we, it, we don't use most of the dashes and, and dots on Vav, okay? So um, uh, again, I'm looking for volunteers to pronounce uh, the Vav. So the first one. Va? Yes. Ve? Me. Yes. Vu? Yes. Vo? 
Yeah, so to be, to be honest, to be honest it, it will not look like this. Basically, whenever we use VAV with the DAT over or the DAT in the middle, we use it as a vowel, as a, you know, as a Nikud. So you will really not pronounce the V. It will sound like O or U, you know. Basically, it will lend its sound to the letter that is um, preceding it. Okay, and last. V. Okay. So again, we are doing the same uh, egg, oh, sorry. Okay, so now we are going to uh, practice words that have the that have a combination uh, from the six, the first six letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Okay, so just remember uh, when you look at it, kind of like break it in your mind to the different letters and how each letter will sound, and then connect it into a word. So I'm going to start with the first one. So the first one is de, a, ga. Hey doesn't have any code here, so it's quiet. Okay? So de, a, ga, meaning worry or concern. So let's continue, and I need a volunteer. Daga, yes, daga. And it's basically fish in plural. Next. Okay. Okay. So you are you are correct uh, when you think it's bageda, except we always have to have special cases, right? So. Most of the time, these two dots are actually, I will explain it more in the future, but, but sometimes they are quiet, okay? So in this case, it would be bagda, bagda. Uh, but it's quiet the way you were, I mean, it looks like bagda, and that's, uh, um, you, you correctly identified it, but in this case, the, these two dots are quiet. Um, next, again, the two dots will be quiet. Okay, so the first one is only one dot, so it would be, what would be the, the, the sound? B. Okay, so it's B, B, so it looks like big da, except again the two dots under the gimel are quiet, so it would be big da. Okay, next. The, the, the two dots make the gimel silent, the whole gimel silent? Um, the two dots, uh, I will explain when we get a little bit more into grammar and. Um, um, so the two dots, when they appear on a constant, um, you know how a word is broken into uh, sounds, right? So this word, uh, the fourth word, was big da. So when 
the two dots appear uh, at the end of the sound and they are quiet. If it would appear in the beginning of the sound, it wouldn't be quiet. But it's kind of, I don't want to get into it because it will complicate things. Sorry for choosing those words. I should have, uh, I should have not uh, chosen those two. Okay, so can we, um, can someone read the fish? Can someone read that word? Gada. Yes, Gada. Okay, next. Gada. 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 Okay, next. So we have Gmail. Gavoha, yes, Gavoha, yes, good. That's a tall or high. Okay, next. They are back. Yes, good. And father, so you see, the uh, acts as a as a word on its own. The and Abba, father. Next, okay. So let me have. So, so we have a. Ba, de, eba de. Okay, I shall be proven wrong, something like this. Next. A, ve, a, ve, da. Aveda. Okay. And so again, the word tall or high uh, can be spelled in two ways. Um, so this one is spelled with the verb as the, the niku. So can someone read it? Gavoha. Yes, Gavoha. And then the last one. The, the the bet with the two dots, uh, the two dots is a quiet, it's quiet sound. So can anyone try this? Ibda, yes, Ibda. Okay, so let me read it uh, one last time. So de-a-ga, da-ga, bag-da, Bigda, Hadag, Gada, Gavoha, Veaba, Ebade, Aveda, Gavoa, Ibda. Okay, 
So right on time, um, we just completed our second lesson. I have a home assignment for you. Last week, I asked you to download the app, Write It Hebrew, if you haven't done it. So I highly recommend it. It's an excellent app to play with, uh, you know, at lunch break or breakfast and start working with it to memorize the difference and practice writing them. Um, I also, the last few pages, I gave you like practice sheets to write the let different letters that you learned today with Nikut. And then we are going to start memorizing words, okay? So we need to build a vocabulary when we learn, learn a language. So uh, this week, I would like for you to memorize four words. Abba, Dag, Beged, and Gavoa. Okay? Um, so as soon as we are done, I'm going to drop the PDF of the um, the practice sheets the and uh, the slide deck. And again, if you have any questions during the following week, you are welcome to tag my name in a message in the Hebrew 101 channel and just um, uh, reach out to me with any questions. Other than that, just keep practicing. You did wonderful today. And thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.